Hi, I'm Britt. And I'm Spencer. <laughs> Since 2011, Buckethead has released 291 ah! Pikes ah! in a, a series of albums he calls Pikes. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time! This is Getting Head. Oh, Bot slunks, head getters, friends, and bucket heads. This is episode 54 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. You won't guess what happened today. <laughs> Buckethead released With, another pike. Holy shit. Yeah. On, on this on this today, uh, on the day the, of our Lord. On this day. Uh it's it's a little weird though. Um and I'll, okay. I'll tell you All why. Right. I mean, uh, sounds weird. I'm uh, ready for well, it. So uh Buckethead released Pike um 296 today. Out okay. of nowhere, didn't announce it. Okay, just uh, put up the um, like the demo of it, like the 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 sample song of it today, and then like twenty minutes later, put up the whole album on its Bandcamp. Whoa! Uh, How out- many ahead is he skipping? So so he has skipped four so far. So the ones he has announced but not released, or I guess he skipped five now. So the ones he has announced but not released are going to be uh, two eighty five, two eighty six. Uh, 289 291 and then 295 which he has neither announced nor released he just like skipped it entirely so he was oh my god 296 without even announcing 295 oh so, my god so i was uh updating the buckethead discography wikipedia page today as i do wow and uh and yeah i'm like wait what the fuck happened to 295 and like Trying to like make a sentence out of he hasn't released these, but has you know announced these, but hasn't released them. But there's one that he hasn't announced nor released. It was it was a fucking <laughs> linguistic nightmare. It sounds like hell. It was a linguistic wow. linguini. It was just wow. fucking good, good on you for providing that that wet extra pasta, context. To wet Wikipedia. pasta of English. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got a new pike out there. I'll listen to a Look bit of that. that. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, wow. But we'll get I mean, there. We'll get there. We, in we, we'll time. get there. We'll get there next year. Yeah, next year sometime. Yeah, next year, like in the summer, I think. Who knows? Wow, look who at that. If we're still alive, who we? Who I hope not. Yeah, me too. I really. Speaking hope of not. which, what what you been up to? Uh, you know, uh, hanging out, um, watching a bunch of movies, watching um, yeah the the uh, new Japan World Wrestling okay uh, G One Climax that I mentioned I think two episodes ago. Uh-huh. Um, the finals are actually tonight. I'm actually missing the finals to do this. Wow, so, I I'm honored. I I guess. Um, I hope I, I, I mean, you I'm sorry be. for saying, I guess I'm honored. Yeah. Brit. Thank I mean, it's, you. It's, it's Okadi, uh, sorry, Okada and, uh-huh. um, Ibushi, which are two of my very favorites. I have got a huge crush on Ibushi. That dude Ibushi. is hot. Oh yeah. Hot. Oh yeah. Hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love that for you. Um, tell me what, what's your favorite flavor of it? Like what, what, what do you like the most about new Japan world wrestling? Uh, it, I mean, it take one thing I like, I mean, so it's the hottest scoop. The, the Give thing, me the scoop. The thing I, I think I like most about it is like, I mean, it's the antithesis of like WWE, mm-hmm. like WWE. The thing 
I really hate about it is yeah. like everything, all storylines and everything are at the absolute behest of, um, of uh, Vince McMahon. And so like, if you want someone to be champion, he just pushes them regardless of how many matches they've won or lost or like how good of a wrestler or anything. Whereas okay. um, in new Japan pro wrestling, like the, the tournament they're doing now is like, it's a tournament. It's a tiered tournament. So like wins matter, points matter, losses okay. matter. And it's, it's, it, it's but treating it like a real it, sport. Isn't it still scripted though? Um, I mean, it's fixed. Uh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm confused about the hesitancy by which you said that it's, it's okay. So wrestling is not fake. Wrestling no, I'm not saying, fixed. I'm not saying fake. And it, so it's yeah, fake. I'm it's, just saying it's, like, yeah, it so is, it's it is, scripted in the sense that like there is a scripted winner. Scripted in what? Yeah, there there's a determined winner. But yeah. I wouldn't say it's scripted in that there is an outcome of the match determined, but how they get to the outcome is entirely up to them. Yeah. And that's what makes it like exciting and interesting. And yeah, yeah. So but also they have to do so much coordination for this entire thing to where yes, they've decided at the very end who the winners are going to be but they have to go back to the very beginning and engineer every single one of those matches. Cause each one of these people fights, uh, I think 10 matches altogether. Okay. Up to the finals. And so, or nine matches altogether up until the finals. And so like they, like the people who plan all of this out have to figure out how all like, you know, nine of these matches for each individual wrestler. And there's 32 people in the tournament is going to go. Which is, you know, and and to so so it's they're crafting an interesting narrative by having it be so complex. Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, and like the complexity, like the the way they tell stories through that complexity, I find fascinating. Yeah, and and you know, like AEW, um, the American All Elite Wrestling, is doing a really great job at that right now too, because they're like wins matter in that yeah. organization. And like, you know, a win you get against like a champion matters more than a non-champion win and stuff like that. And so I don't know. Stats, numbers, it, yeah, baby. Stats and numbers are great. And that's, that's what I think is cool about most sports. Okay. But I don't like everything else about other most sports because <laughs> it's like, you're cheering for like, you know, a fucking, you know, it, it's this mini nationalism where like, your city sucks because your team sucks. My city's cool and my team's cool, regardless of how they're doing that year or anything. And it's it's this weird jingoistic bullshit. Like I've it, never understood like the arbitrary nature of by which people pick their sports teams. Right. Um, like some people, yeah, they pick the team that's like with the town they grew up in, but yeah. other people like people that grew up in Alaska, like you and I just seem to pick something like at random. And then yeah. they're like, yes, this is the team that I will root but, for forever. But the thing, well, I mean, it's very like, weird in Alaska though, there's like bleed over from other things. So like the big teams in Alaska are obviously going to be Seahawks. Cause that's the closest team to them. Mm-hmm. There's also a huge contingency of Cowboys fans there. And I think that's probably because of the large military population up there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of military people are from Texas. Yeah. And all of my exes live in Texas <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. It's a real fact. And they'll die there too. That's a bucket fact for you. A real one. Die yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How, how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, man. I've been pretty good. I've been doing all sorts of stuff. I went to a couple of concerts last week. I actually didn't get a chance to talk about them on the last cast because... Oh, yeah? 
Uh, you know, we were talking about other stuff, but yeah, I went and saw a couple of shows. Go see. Um, the show that was really cool uh, was I went and saw Quicksand. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You invited the, uh, me to that, but I was... Right. You were doing, doing something. something. Um, I don't and then uh, was. that was pretty tight. A Narrow Head is a band that I like a lot, and they they opened. Cool, cool. And I like that band a lot. That was really cool to see them. It was really mm-hmm. cool to see uh, Quicksand. They were great. Really yeah. good band live. It was cool. Uh, bass player was playing a bass six, Fender bass six, which is pretty cool. A bass six? A bass six is a... Uh, is a 30-inch scale, like, jazz master type guitar. Oh, okay, yeah. That's okay. strung with bass strings. Yeah, yeah, so I've seen those before. He was playing a bass six, so he was doing a lot of, like, yeah. heavy, like, chords and stuff. Yeah. It sounded really cool. It Wait, sounded what, really heavy. scale on that, 30-inch? Interesting. 30-inch scale, yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting little, little instrument there. Yeah, pretty interesting. Sounded really good, actually. Like, sounded surprisingly good. I, I was very impressed. Cool, cool. That was what, pretty tight. What tight. else did you see? Um... So I saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. I a coworker of mine invited me to go to a show of bands I had never heard of. Oh, please tell me because I probably heard of these and I'm going to laugh. When oh, I hear oh them. okay. Yeah, uh, I, I hope that you have. Um, yeah. So uh, the show that he invited me to go to was the headline band was a band called Bad Flower. I haven't haven't heard of them. Before. Yeah, I hadn't heard of them That's, either. That sounds like a stinky butthole. Well, I, I was like, okay, sure, like. I don't know. I'll go to a, a free a free show. Honestly, though, given the band name, that sounds like a grunge band. Was it a grunge band? This is not really a grunge band. Okay. Well, what? I am not really sure how to describe this band. In fact, I would really love to like play them for you, and we can't do that because we're on the we're on Twitch right now. We'll get in trouble if we play music. Yeah. Just dumb. Mm-hmm. We hate it. Yeah. Amazon. Right. Um. Uh, come on. But uh, suffice it to say, it's like a mix of like. I don't know, like maybe like post grunge, like heavy rock stuff. So there is grunge. Ah, not grunge. really, but it's like <laughs> it's like done in this like very ironic way, and there's a lot of like ironic kind of like rapping and singing. I don't, I, I really don't know how to describe this, but like Numos was packed for it, huh. like um, like um, like sold out, packed for this. Interesting. And like they had like both floors open and everything. It was just like absolutely I mean, packed so, for this. So, like. like at this point, like live events are selling out. Like there's like, but like, so quicksand was not like that at all. Interesting. Weird. Like quicksand, there was like maybe they're at like a third capacity. Okay. Like I mean, there were people there, but there you you would have like significant space between you and the other people there. I like that. Yeah, and that was great. That was much better. But mm-hmm. like that other show was so confounding because it was a lot of young people that were into this music, and like I I just don't really. I don't know. I didn't really understand it. it. It felt like it went over my head or under my head. I'm not sure. You know what? They're probably big on TikTok. If 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 people are really uh, into something anymore, I'm like, I just write it off like that. I'm like, that, oh, it's, it's probably on TikTok. That would make some sense, mm-hmm. I think. Because like, as yeah. a band, you can get huge if you're just used as like, you know, the background fucking song for something on TikTok. You know, that would make sense because, like, they have some songs that, like, I'm not going to lie, they're very extremely cringe. And I'm going to show them to you after this. And we should talk about it again later after you've actually heard it because, like, once you hear it, I think you'll be like, oh, oh, you know what it is? Okay, so this band, Uh this band is the Jared Leto Joker, the band. Whoa. That's what they are. Whoa. So Machine Gun Kelly? It's like that, but somehow 
further down that path. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I really am excited to show you one song in particular. Interesting. Uh, it was really something. Anyways, uh, there were a, a couple other opening bands that played, and um, those bands were okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were okay. Um, but the, the headlining band was the most interesting and it, it's a really, it was an odd thing. It's an odd thing to go to a show and experience that. Something else happened to me today, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to go pick up some Ethiopian food. If you don't know about Ethiopian food, you should eat Ethiopian food. It's We've fucking, talked about it on the podcast. <clears throat> it's fucking amazing. Before. I know. I'm just saying, just reiterating Ethiopian food. Amazing. Well, we had like a full conversation about Nigeria. Yeah. We, we love an Nigeria. But anyways, I went to go pick some up and, um, <clears throat> Sorry. I went to go pick some up. And uh, I realized I left my wallet at home. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, fuck. So <laughs> I was like, sh- maybe they'll just let me pay with Venmo or something. Well, actually, before I even got to that point, I actually went to the grocery store. And I was like, I'll buy some shit because I know I can pay with my, my phone there. Maybe I can get cash back. Right, right. I need to pay, pay them with cash. Um, but Safeway didn't let me do that, unfortunately. Fun. We hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I was like, okay, maybe they'll let me pay with like Venmo or Apple Pay or something. And so I go in and I'm like, look, I'm so sorry. I forgot my my wallet. Like, can I pay you with Venmo or something like that? And then the lady was like, she's super sweet. She's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. You can come back tomorrow. It's it's fine. Just Aww. come back tomorrow and pay yeah. me tomorrow. It's I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it's chill. And she was like very, very sweet. And then she was like, you'll have to remind me the amount. It's 1930. So remind me the amount tomorrow. She's like... Yeah, I have a brain tumor, so I can't remember very well. Whoa. And I was like, oh, no. And, like, anyway, she's very, very sweet. I'm not saying anything negative about her. She's amazing. I'm going to go back and pay her tomorrow, obviously. Um, They make incredible food uh, in uh, Jabina Cafe in Seattle, Washington. If anybody wants to check that place out, they're tight. But, anyways, the the part that struck me was that she, like, gave me an out, (laughs) like, she was like, oh, I have a brain tumor. I can't remember real good. So I could just be like never go back yeah. and she wouldn't remember probably well, maybe she tells people that and like <laughs> w- it'd be great if you like didn't pay her and then you went back to get their food there like six months from now and she's like i bet you thought i really had a braid tumor didn't you you dumb motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i know right no, no no uh but i don't know that was a thing that stuck in my brain and i thought about it because like you Speaking know i guess i'm uh, brains oh no oh no oh well <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, I guess, all I got. Cool. Pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Hit Pretty me, cool, dog. Hit me with a bucket fact. I'd love to hit you with a bucket fact. 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 Oh my god. Today we're going to talk about Death Cube K. The solo project, Buckethead, has the most solo recordings with. What? What? Besides, of course, Buckethead himself. Um, okay. Death Cube K, which is an anagram of Buckethead, was created in 1994. And, as Buckethead himself explained, quote, Many believe, however that Death Cube K is a separate entity that looks like a photographic negative version of Buckethead with a black chrome mask like Darth Vader. 
This apparition haunts Buckethead and appears in his nightmares. I love that. Me too. That's a that's tight lore, dude. Yeah. Uh, so created as an alter ego to get around label legalities to release ambient music, Buckethead started recording Death Cube K music in 1994 with Bill Laswell. Um, Billion, good old Billion Laswell. Indeed. Uh, his first album was Dreamatorium in 1994 uh, and then reissued in 1995 with Fractant, a freeware fractal generator software included <laughs> on the disc. That fucking rules. That is so, so buckethead. Fucking awesome. I know. Right there. That's some tight shit. That's I, some like 90s computer dork shit. Yeah. I mean, that fucking rocks. We, we uh, on this podcast go hard for freeware. Hard for freeware. Fucking love freeware. Love the freeware. The politics of freeware. Everything about freeware. Namaste. Love that shit. Uh, including it with your album. So tight. Hugest, hugest dick move. Hugest dick. What? Hugest dick move. Why? That's the biggest dick move. Why? Including freeware. Oh. On your album. What? What? What did? What's not big dick about what? that? Wait. What? Are we, I'm confused. What? We're against this. We're against. No. Freeware? It's a big, a huge penis move. Oh, I thought you were saying like it was a big dick move. No. Like, like that's a. That's, it's a. No. I thought you were saying somehow like it was like not cool to like be like selling what is technically free software oh. by including it on your record. I was like, well, no, like, that doesn't no. really. That's no, uh, no. I don't think that's. You bad. can include freeware on anything. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> yeah, we love that. <laughs> we were we're about that. We're Hell about yeah. that. Um, um, yeah, no, that, that's pretty tight. So his second album, Disembodied, uh, was released in 1997 and also features Laswell, but also is uh, the first album to feature Extra Kid. Uh, which is one of the first of many collaborations of his with Buckethead. Mm -hmm. His third album, Tunnel, was released in 1999 uh, and is the only album from which Buckethead has performed live material, uh, performing the titular oh. track at least once live. Given that Death QK doesn't perform live and he's only performed one of his Death QK songs live, we still haven't seen the black chrome-masked apparition Buckethead has described Death QK as. Nice. So, uh, Death QK has released six albums in total, uh, with the most recent being Torn from the Black Space, which featured Laswell again, as well as DJ Submerged, who said in a 2008 <laughs> interview, I always liked the project Bill Laswell and Buckethead and his band did called Death Cube K, which is an anagram of Buckethead. It is. I told Bill when I was younger, I used to listen to Death Cube K, album called Dreamatorium, as I was going to sleep, and it would give me the most beautiful nightmares. The last record they did was maybe seven or eight years ago. Bill remembers when you tell him things, and I wound up on the Death Cube K record doing strange turntable manipulations, like slowing them down with my hands, using effects, and just creating ambience. Nice. It sounds like this vivid nightmare, staring into the void sort of thing. But it's sparse, not heavy, a lot of air and space. We were inspired a lot by Sun O, four guys playing guitar riffs at about five beats per minute, and some of the new drift or drone projects happening. That now, rocks. Oh, man. Imagine like a Buckethead and Sun collaboration. That would be insane. That would be so tight. Like, why don't they do that? That would be fucking sick. Right? So... Now, given that Sun didn't exist uh, until Death Cube K had already <coughs> released two albums, um, it's obvious they didn't really 
influence the earlier material, but they did influence the latter material. And if you're a fan of drone and ambient and buckethead, give uh, Death Cube K a shot. They're pretty fucking rad. Facts. Look at that. We listened to three more pikes this Holy week. Holy shit, we did. Land uh, Pikes 160, 161, and 162, Land of Miniatures. Hell yeah. Bats in the Light Bright. Oh yeah. And Four Forms, respectively. Res- fucking respectively. Hell yeah, dog. Uh, Hell yeah. Pike 160, Land of Miniatures. Oh yeah. Released on Ooh. August 1st, 2015. And I actually don't have... Uh, how far that was after the last pike? It was one day. It was the next day. Wow, after one day. Pike one fifty nine half circle bridge. That's pretty impressive. This is a pretty impressive pike. It is. I think like that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like there's a lot of like good stuff on here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty compelling. Uh, the mix is good. Like the the songs sound pretty good. Ooh. I for the most part. Uh, track two, Loathsome Shape, had a terrible mix. Interesting. I thought it sounded pretty good. It sounded pretty good on my stuff. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, the drums were just like way too present. Um, it like, it's the, it's the first, uh, song in the album with like those electronic drums and they're just like way too heavy in the mix. They drown out like everything else. I listened to it on three different systems and on all of them, like, (laughs) wait, what? I what? Why did you change audio systems while listening to this? Because I started out listening on my computer and then I went to like uh, go make breakfast. So I started putting them on my, um, uh, my ear pods and then AirPods, And then, uh, after I was done making coffee and breakfast, I went back and listened to them on my, these cans. So, wow. I don't, I don't know. What a journey. I, I was I was like doing breakfast like, shit today. I mean, why was, wow. Wow, <laughs> Brent. Like what a, you're you're such a uh, uh a listen, Neapolitan person. I, I listened to the other uh two albums on like two systems max. But the third one I listened to on three systems. Uh-huh. Hate uh, like the drums for the second half of the album basically. Not really my thing. Okay. But the mix is by far the worst on Loathsome Shape uh track 2. Okay. Uh, after that, like he kind of adjusts the tones a little bit, uh, adjusts the mix a little bit, and it gets better. But man, little some shape, not good mixing. Uh, Triceratop Tron. That was pretty good. Has a fucking sick guitar solo on it. Yeah, the one near the end. Yeah, there's a one near the end. There's a bunch really of like cool. sweeping and just cool shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's one of the first solos I've heard in a while with the buckethead stuff where I've been like, Oh man, that is really cool. That is really rad and shreddy. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty he, uh, pretty neat. Yeah, that was definitely the the best solo, I think, on these three albums this week. I would agree. There yeah. was I mean some some sicker songs, but yeah, that was a cool song. Really nice, beautiful solo. Um and then the track after that, way back when, uh, he's ending it on a slow song again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the classic uh, Pike moves is like mm-hmm. having a pretty metal, pretty hard rock album. And then at the very end, just like chilling the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And it's it's really great. It's really beautiful. Uh, the lead tone for the guitar on there mm-hmm. is awesome. It is just... Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's one of the most saturated like gainy tones I've heard without sounding like sloppy in any way. It's just like, it is, it is a nice, nice tone, baby. (laughs) 
a tone baby. Tone this, baby. This sounds like a weird guitar pedal. It's like shaped like a baby, and then you're like stepping on a baby to like. That's a that's a real wah pedal, am I right? <laughs> wah. Uh, that's the the Wario. I, would, I need to make a Waluigi pedal. I've I've seen one before. They exist. Yeah, yeah, but like like it's, it's especially designed to make your tone sound like wah. It should just be a sampler. We'll yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. That's, that would work. We've but. talked about this multiple times before, you know. I don't care. Okay. It's, it's what I, I desire. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. So now, <laughs> now yeah, the, this is good fodder, you know, talking about this Luigi pedal. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the first song on here. It was, uh, I mean, you know, it was kind of a GNR, Guns N' Roses type arena blues Oh, thanks, song. thanks for clarifying. I didn't know you meant Guns N' Roses by GNR. Yeah, you know, I'm talking to people that aren't you here, Spencer. Are you? <laughs> there are others that listen to this podcast as much as you don't want to believe it. I, I don't want to believe. Um... Yeah, Land of Miniatures, the titular track, not great, but the drums sounded super good on this song. Um, the best that they definitely sounded the whole album, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remembered something just now. No. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it. No. Okay, so um, when I went to that show, right, uh, mm-hmm. one of the opening bands was this band called Teenage Wrist. Um, I've never heard that band before, but they, they were all right. They had kind of a... Uh, uh, almost post-punky kind of te- sound to them, but with like pop-punk vocals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all right. Uh, but the, the the guitar player for the band was like super like 90s edgy rock guy. Like he was he was that guy. Um, yeah, he was like wearing a swan shirt and in a cowboy hat. Like oh, it was like that guy. He was literally wearing a cowboy hat. Like it was oh. it was a whole thing. Um. Was pretty, he was wearing cowboy boots, too. I mean, I feel like in modern bands, every band has at least one Swans guy, right? <laughs> I mean, we can hope not, but yeah. I mean, we can hope not, yeah, but... It could I, be accurate. It could I be feel true. Like that's the reality. Like The reality is, yeah. There, there's yeah. like one guy in the band who's like, yeah, I play music, but I don't like music. And he <laughs> listens to Swans. and It's always a guy. Like, like <laughs> I don't think women have ever listened to swans. No, no, like, swans. Swans are like uh, the the musical equivalent to like the Joe Rogan experience in yeah, terms of yeah. Uh, demographics. Yeah, it's all white guys. Oh yeah, all white guys. Like eh, mixed, like college degree and not, and mm-hmm. you know, all white guys though for sure. Um, but what was interesting was not cowboy hat guy. It was actually. One of the dudes in the crowd. So there's a guy in the crowd who's who was like a good foot, t- foot and and change taller than everyone else. Nice. He was enormous. He was the Love hugest that. man, and yeah. like he he was standing not too far away from me, and he was just rocking out so hard and Love by it. himself too. And he knew the words to every single song that Teenage Wrist played, every single song, and he was like singing along and just rocking out. And he was so big. He was so big and his like energy of just yeah. like watching this dude love this band so much like that was like more entertaining than watching the band uh in in a lot of ways and like i just i loved huge guy i i don't know his name but he is huge guy to me and yeah. uh just stoked on huge guy being Hell so yeah. stoked on that band so i mean huge guy if you're listening yeah. spencer wants to fuck hit him up <laughs> 
huge guy, if you're listening, that rocks. Keep rocking out. Like, rock and roll. Hell yeah. You know? You go, huge guy. Yeah. Land of Miniatures, I think, would actually make a great... Um, a great soundtrack to a like a shop that's full of miniatures. Yeah, Bucket but, Hammer 40K. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of thing. But it's also a bar with craft beer. Oh, oh man. So it's, so it's you, like the, so you want all the dude. You want all the, all all the, the crowd with, from the Utility Kilt store. All, all, yeah, <laughs> all the dudes with the with like your glasses, but uh-huh. like really shitty, dumpy beards and like kilts. Yeah, yeah, Utility yeah. Kilts and like guys who like spend their time on um, R slash everyday carry. And like oh, post yeah. pictures of like the mm-hmm. knife and the gun and stuff that they carry every day. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, like that's cool. Or like anyone gives a fuck about what you put in your pockets every day. You, mm-hmm. you dumb motherfuckers. Every day carries dumb. Don't do it. Uh, Pike 160. Where, 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 where do we go in the park? Do you think? <laughs> Whoa. Um, I'm just going to say like, I like the idea of like a bucket hammer 40 K you yeah, know, bucket, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of like bucket space Marines. You know what also would be cool is a bucket space KFCs. You know, you know what would be cool is Guar Hammer 40K. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that, that's, be, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. an odorous Arungus. That actually, yeah, yeah. That, that, that'd be a super easy conversion. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's, pretty it's much basically like, the same aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. they really are. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same backstory, too, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about Warhammer. Warhammer is one of those, like, areas of, like, nerdery that I really yeah. don't know that much about. Like, I spent a while on Grimdark and, like, looking into the... Uh, the lore it's mm. it's interesting i i like i spent a good like two or three hours watching 40k lore videos on uh, <laughs> on youtube like tell me the state of mind where you're like now's the moment for the 40k lore vids <laughs> you know you have a couple beers uh your you, date comes over and you're like wait over there i need to watch these warhammer no, lore no, vids like, <laughs> the 40k lore videos stay on while we fuck all right <laughs> I need to know more about the Galactic Emperor. It's what gets me off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting like. So, so more than anything, like Warhammer 40k is like a giant political story. Mm-hmm. It's super political and super okay. involved, and it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's just like. There's a lot of like political minutia in there because it's yeah. so huge and there's so many characters mm-hmm. and like all these characters have backstories and shit too. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's so many extended universe novels. Um, like, oh wow, my God, there's I mean, they have like movies and shit. Like, there's so much shit. There's movies. Yeah, if what? I recall correctly, I mean, it's there's like dumpy like 3D rendered shit, but yeah, they've they've got stuff that rocks. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go deeper into Warhammer. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to learn some some shit. Uh, but yeah, I like the idea of like a, a bucket miniatures game mm-hmm. uh, where there is like a, a game component to it, but it's also like you collect and paint miniatures. But there's also a very complex and intense strategy game. Oh yeah, that you play with like other the, nerds. The Buckethead versus the army of like Death Cube K. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like we 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 just take that, we channel it, we make a story around it, make a game around it. Pike one sixty one, bats in the light bright, released on August first, twenty fifteen, the exact same day as Land of Miniatures. Yep. 
Yep. The uh, the cover. Let's talk about the cover real quick. <laughs> cover has bucket headland, and the sticker on the bottom of the cover. Oh, uh, yeah. where it usually isn't. And then uh, bucket headland appears to be like uh, illustrated in lightning coming from the fingers of what I think is Buckethead. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool. So this one is um could be Death Cube K though. Based on this music here. Could be. Um, So, yeah. uh, So, this one's divided into eight tracks Uh called Pegs 1 through (laughs) 8. You know what that's about. Yeah. It's about getting pegged, baby. Obviously. Either that or or the Steely Dan song. Yeah. I'm not sure which, but... Uh, Probably both. I mean, that's what the Steely Dan song's about. Obviously. Peg, it will come back to you. Yeah. Peg, it will come back to you. Yep. Yeah. I hate Michael McDonald's voice, but he actually fucking fucks in that song. That's one of the few songs that his voice works in. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Who? This is a, this is a, like a, a noise. A pegging anthem. This is a noise album. Um, Yeah, no, it's a noise album. Um, it, it, ah, it's not bad. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay. It reminds it's, me of like Pike and and Pumpkin. Yeah, know. it's not. It's not one of his strongest ambient records, but it's no. not one of his worst. Yeah, it's it's it was thoroughly listenable. Thoroughly listenable, say. but not super strong. Yeah, um, you know. So go, going through the songs, like the first song is just like a big pad with like a dirty like saw. Mm-hmm. and uh, doubling the pad and then some haunty guitar tone in the background. And like the one really consistent thing throughout this entire album is like he plays guitar, but he doesn't really play guitar on any of the album. He yeah. just does a whole lot of like string bends and puts a lot of effects on them. Mm-hmm. And so like all the guitar noises are like non-musical and just like purely ambient, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's it's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I like his guitar playing. It would have been nice to have him like play the guitar, yeah, somewhere. But it's not bad. Um, Peg two has this like alarm synth on it, and it's more kind of ambient with guitar shit. And it gets real cavernous uh, for a couple a couple tracks. Peg three and four are both like heavily heavily reverbed synths with guitar pad swells. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there. There's nothing here that's like super formulaic, and so it doesn't like get old. It's just like none of the songs are super impressive. Nothing really stands out. It's just it's a noise album, you know. Yep, it's a noise album. I don't know what I don't know what exactly you can say about a noise album other than that it's yeah, a noise yep, album. It's a noise album. It's not the worst noise <laughs> album I've ever. It's not the yeah. worst noise set I've ever heard. No, no, not there's the dog worst. shit noise sets. I mean, it's For totally sure. listenable and yeah. it's like well mixed, well produced. It's mm-hmm. just like you know, whatever. what do you, what do you look for in a noise set? What what's your ideal noise set? Um um any other style of music. Nice. Yeah, how about you? Uh I like the greasier the better. Like if a dude is like really like doing something fucked up to get the noise well, the, out, you the, know? The greasier so he's like um just like plugging a wah pedal into like a, a thing of pomade or something. Oh no, I'm talking about like uh, Vienna sausages in a vacuum, Ooh. like flopping around, and then he's oh, like got a contact mic that. on the vacuum, oh, 
And then it's like run through a bunch of like metal zones. Oh, he just, he just, and then, he, then he's, he's just screaming. He just puts an SM57 into the vacuum. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and then, then he's just screaming into like one of those like talk boys, you yeah. know? Oh, and then, yeah, yeah like scream, Home Alone. Yeah, totally. Screaming oh, into so- a talk boy and then playing it back through the metal zones. Oh, you know, yeah. like that shit. I just something fucking tight is what I'm looking for out of a noise set. Like, hell yeah. If you're being creative and like, I think that there, there's an element of humor to noise that I don't think is appreciated enough because noise is in itself inherently kind of a meme. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, you, like I, yeah. I think that taking it completely seriously removes some of the fun of it. Oh yeah. And I think that going over the top and doing stuff that's weird, but also sounds cool. Like, you know, texturally mm-hmm. is rad. Yeah. So that's kind of my, that. my that's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But it's still noise. It's still noise though. <laughs> This album uh, would go best to an abandoned section of the park that is accessible only so people can get lost in it and confused. So it's, <laughs> it's an abandoned section that's technically uh, like an attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like a house of mirrors mm-hmm. where you're supposed to get lost, but you don't know it's that. You're just like, yeah. oh, let's go here. This looks like another section of the park. And then you're like, where the fuck are we? Uh, and like there yeah. are a bunch of signs all around this um this abandoned section and all of the signs direct you to another sign that's <laughs> supposed to direct you to an exit. But it just <laughs> always directs you to another sign until like the last one directs you to the original first sign. That's pretty good. Yeah. And so you can't get out until you figure out the signs are lying to you. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. That's a great idea. I, I love the idea of just like large empty sections of a park just there to like increase like, you know, value like yeah. make it look fancier because it's bigger mm-hmm. you know yeah hell yeah it's fun it's a way to do stuff bike 162 four four it's released on august 8th 2015 just one week your after. birthday yeah no no it's sorry it's, it's april, april. Like, <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> you're like no fuck you shut up released one week after bats in the light bright also we didn't talk about light brights did you ever have a light bright when you were a kid oh dude i uh i did i did have a light bright light brights are pretty fun yeah yeah they were uh for any for listeners who are not aware a light bright was like this uh it was like this this um kind of like a a light box right yeah it had like these little holes all in it and you put a piece of uh paper over it right Mm -hmm. and then you had little uh plastic colored pegs that you put into these holes, which I think is why uh, the album was separated into peg one through eight. It was uh, those colored pegs, which I yeah. just just got. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, but you put these colored, uh, tra- like uh, transparent but colored pegs into the light bright in a certain pattern, oftentimes that was on the paper. Yeah. And then it would make, you know, like a picture of something in different lights. And it was really cool. Definitely. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with a light bright as a kid. That was a, that was a good thing. I'm sure mm-hmm. Sure, Bucket had one too. Four forms, August 8th, one week after Bats in the Light Bright. This uh, this was a sick album. I like this, this is a album. fucking banger. This, was, this is one of the strongest bikes I've heard in a while. This was uh, my favorite one this week, definitely. Big agree. Yeah. Uh, really fucking cool. Really uh, diverse, but not too diverse. You know, most... Yeah. Most of it was, was like uh, grounded in rock, metal, and funk, as as Buckethead does. Uh, but it was really fucking cool. Like all the songs, uh, it was seven tracks. All of them were something different, something cool. I enjoyed every single one of them. 
The first mm-hmm. one, Midnight Sun, a little bit long at 14 minutes. But after yeah. that, smooth goddamn sailing. Smooth goddamn sailing. Yeah, all the songs are rad. Really good, excellent selection here. Mm-hmm. Um, really like this one. The first song is really, really cool. It has a really epic feel. A lot of people really liked that song. It was a... You know, you know yeah. what gave that the epic feel? Those big roomy drums. The drums were so huge, dude. So, big roomy drums. So, so I loved how the drums were mixed. because Yeah, they sounded great. Everything... Uh, in the drum mix had a ton of reverb except for the kick, which yeah. was just huge and in the center. Yeah, you love that. And it that. just sounded so like, it, so that made it sound not not just big, but also heavy. Very heavy. It was yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was a, that's like, it's the ideal like drum mix for like post rock. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely had that kind of a vibe to it mm-hmm. with that really like emotive soloing and stuff. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I liked that. It was a cool start to the record. The rest mm-hmm. of the record's different, which I think is cool too. Mm-hmm. And I liked it all a lot. I thought it was really strong. And I think the internet agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were some tight ass riffs on here. Ass uh, riffs what, for sure. One thing I really yeah. liked was on track seven, Thing From The Sea. Um, it was a sick thrashy song. But the main riff throughout the song was yeah. played by the bass. Yeah. It was so cool. Like, it and it's cool. a sick yeah. riff, and it's a sick <clears> bass <throat> riff. And I was like, is that a bass? And I, I played it back. I'm like, that's definitely not just a baritone guitar. That's 100% bass. Nice. And it, it rocked me. Um, uh, trap, uh, sorry, track five, Dripping Castle, mm-hmm. uh, of whose title I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that evokes some imagery, you it know does. what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm imagining, like, someone with a pussy and just a big castle shaped dildo. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. That rocks. Or just Dude, having castle- sex with their Playmobil cast. Oh, castle dildos would be tight. You can get one that would be like, what about a, a church shaped dildo? Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be really cool. Or really like uh dildos shaped like giant chess pieces. Oh yeah. You can play chess with them and yeah. fuck them. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. You get like a big chess board. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you yeah. know, and you could play like a fuck game with it to where like, uh-huh. oh, you <laughs> took my pawn. Now you got to fuck yourself in the ass with that pawn. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Nice. Or what about like, yeah, they, they do the same thing, but with like, sorry, like the no, sorry pieces, yeah, yeah. but those are like, at first yeah. I thought you were going to say SARS and I'm like, Oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going places. <laughs> you just figured out. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but presumably somebody at, at some point is going to make the Mc, or not McDonald's. I almost said McDonald's. Uh, the Monopoly fucking dildos, like all the Monopoly pieces, the car, right? The iron, the, what are the other fucking Monopoly pieces? I don't know. Uh, the, there's the the, the dog. The dog, Car, yeah. Somebody dog. wants to there's put... There's the ship. There's Thimble. Thimble. Who wants to be the... The Thimble's the dumbest fucking piece. Thimble is the dumbest fucking piece, yeah. But no, for real, somebody wants to make that dog into a, a dildo and they want to stick it in their butt, like, for <laughs> sure. A thousand percent. So, somebody's got to do it. Here, this is my, my pitch to all the uh, adult entertainment companies making porn pornog uh make some pornog where it's like big big board games and then the pieces are dildos <laughs> but they have to play the game like long form entertainment they have to play the whole game how about how about jenga with dildos that'd be pretty cool <laughs> sure yeah just, but they would just be like rectangles and i don't know i mean i guess that works yeah yeah Get your holes wrecked, tangled. 
I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that works. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it was a wild ride, this album. Yeah, totally. I, I really liked it. Totally. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. You know You know where it should go in, mm. in Buckethead Land is um, Laser Tag. Okay. It'd be cool laser tag music, I think. Okay. I think we've definitely said laser tag music before, but I, I agree. You can this... have more than one laser tag arena. Wow. You can? Hell yeah. Brit, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. I feel like you're just saying that to placate me here, but I mean... I... No, you can. You can If you okay. can dream it, you can believe okay. it. Okay. You can believe it. You can receive it. Receive it? I would if love you to receive, receive it. If you can receive it, you can deceive it. Whoa. If you can deceive it, you can... Uh... One sec, let me look up rhyming dictionary here. Oh, no. Um. Let's not do that. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, no, th- this this bike's pretty strong. Strong like... Strong like ox. Yeah, strong... Strong like bear in Russia. <laughs> what, what, what if we made merch for the podcast and it was like, you know those like black rubber fists? It was like that, but it was like a an arm, and then up, when it got to the hand, it just turned into like a KFC bucket head. <laughs> like that would bucket run. Head I mean, like you, you, you know that like there's so many people in like weird food fetishes and stuff that would sell out immediately, and it wouldn't even be from our fans. None of our fans would would get anything. Uh-huh. Like it would just be weirdos, and they would never listen to our podcast. No. But they would buy our weird KFC hand dildo. <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know. I mean, hey, it's fun to become known for something. For making a KFC hand dildo. <laughs> that's, that's just a funny statement. I, so I like, I like that so statement good. quite a bit. Speaking of funny statements. Speaking of, would you would you like to go on a journey with me, Brent? Always. Take me there. Statements from the bucket Oh my god. We like to shine a light into uh some dark parts of the world, the internet. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the internet's bad. We all know that. It's the worst. It's the worst. But you know, sometimes there are things in the internet that aren't the worst. So hmm, prove it. Uh <laughs> I'll do my fucking best here. Uh, you get let's let's kick things off on a bummer start here. YouTube user Uve Gierkin says four years ago, track one just knocked me out. I am crying. And Getty V, ooh, I like that. An excellent, mm-hmm. an excellent username responds yeah. eight months ago. So three hour, three uh, years and and. Four months later. Cool. Um, <laughs> never smoked a cigarette in my life, but after listening to it for the first time, I want to buy a whole carton. What song is this? I don't know. It's the first song on the first Pike uh, that we listened to this week. One Pike One Sixty. Doesn't have Land of Miniatures. Smoking. No, it doesn't. I, I'm not sure why this. The, the, and that, that's it's one just of the called things, Land of Miniatures. So. Yeah, see, that's one of the things that I thought was funny. Is like this person just wants to like start smoking because they, I guess they're having an emotional experience and they've somehow tied emotional experiences to smoking cigarettes. That's weird. I don't. I don't think yeah. even the media does that. Like, ah, media does that. I mean, I, I mean, if you have you ever watched uh, Chasing Amy? Yeah. 
Where they're smoking cigarettes constantly in every single scene. Like, yeah, that's because they're dirtbags in the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, that has nothing to do with anything else. Have you watched Lawnmower Man? Yeah, I love Where that Pierce Brosnan is smoking a cigarette in bed in the very first scene in the film? He's British. <laughs> I love that defense. He's British. It's the British defense. He's bloody British. <laughs> um, YouTube... <laughs> YouTube user Boognish, who oh, we've talked about before. We have Ween Fan. Says, I wonder what Bucket's quarantine has been like. Hopefully working on Bucket Headland. I want the bloody golden ticket. And then, I mean, that's an interesting idea in itself. I wonder what his quarantine has been like. Mm-hmm. But this gets a little interesting. YouTube user Joker James responds, you're a Bucket fan and a Ween fan? Oh, you yeah. have good taste, my friend. Amazing. That's a statement. That's a fucking statement right statement. there. You know, I, yeah. I, I myself like Buckethead and Ween. Yeah. Um, describing Me too. my taste as good, <laughs> especially based on those two artists, is something I would disagree with yeah, yeah yeah i would use caution when describing myself that way yeah i'd say um hey i like those bands also or i'd if, say like hey i'm open-minded about music yeah uh except for rap and country am i right yeah oh yeah more but, like crap <laughs> <laughs> and, and muntry yeah no no that <laughs> whoa excuse me whoa you went a little too far there uh <laughs> YouTube user Blazerk9 says, Slippery Solid B-Man. <laughs> I think we talked about this guy too before. I yeah. said Dan Blazerkian. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Who's Dan Blazerkian? Then we talked about that for two hours. Yeah, we did. Um, man. We're just I, retreading the same water over and over again. Huh? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what else is there? Um yeah, uh, YouTube user Lou Zenger says six years ago, this was on Pike 161, mm-hmm. uh, Bats in the Light Bright, and he said, or they say, Holy shit, looking at that cover and playing the music is scary as fuck. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I like the idea that like someone can listen to music and just look at a picture and be afraid of that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm so desensitized by like horror movies that I'm just like, I, that, that just couldn't. Yeah. It can't affect me in that same kind of way. It's not possible. Music nor photographs scary enough. Unless it was like, look at this photograph. Every time I look, uh, it makes me scared. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Dr. Jekyll Van Hyde says... Again, the same cast. I I mean... Really, the comment section is just like a cast of like 20 of the same dirty dudes. This is true, and I appreciate them. And and Jordan Vine, who is very clean and pure. Yeah, pure. pure, Wholesome. We love him. The best. Uh, Dr. Jekyll Van Hyde says, five years ago, edited... What you (laughs) have... Sorry, this one's pretty... This one's a lot... What you first have to understand before listening to this is that this is a genre called dark ambient. (laughs) It is meant to sound scary and lack beats and riffs. He has done a lot of this stuff, but it's difficult to listen to when you expect written songs. 
<laughs> I agree, but this comment is funny. <laughs> so, can, can we can we just start a band called Mansplaining Dark Ambient? <laughs> I just I like I I loved this yeah like who you have to understand <laughs> dark ambient. <laughs> Oh. I mean, they're right. They, they are right. Their comment is correct, but it's just a funny, uh, funny, funny turn of phrase. Uh, I liked that very much. Um, That's silly. Yeah. Speaking of silly, mm-hmm. let's have another silly take here. Okay. <clears throat> YouTube user CZ says one year ago edited. David Gilmore is the only guitar player that can use his whammy bar to change octaves and hit perfect notes. He literally can make his strat play like 10 guitars, eight octaves down and two octaves up. <laughs> eight octaves down? I know. I was like, what so, the fuck so are you guitar, talking about? Gu- guitar goes down to, I mean, naturally what, like E2? Uh, naturally E2, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. he's talking about E negative six, which has got to be like half a hertz a year. Like, what the fuck is that tone? There's yeah. no way. No, like, no. Yeah, like, eight what? octaves? Like, eight octaves. what? No, earthquakes don't make tone that low. The, yeah, no. And two octaves up? I mean, I guess that's technically true. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's possible, but geez, like, like. If you use your whammy bar like that, you will destroy your instrument. Yeah, like, and your you, body. And you literally have to the pull earth. the whammy bar out of the guitar to uh-huh. do that. Like it's. Yeah, you'd have to have like you'd have to have strings on that thing that are like, like, fucking thick chains. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that'd be sick actually. Yeah. Yeah. That would be eight sick. octaves down. <laughs> eight octaves. Down. Wow. I just I love I love a misinformed take on Dave Gil- David Gilmore. It, yeah, like, like that, that's funny. David Gilmore, like the, his low string is just a fucking enormous didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, Beer! <laughs> no, for real. Uh, but so that 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 person's comment that was the first like couple sentences that person's comment goes on for no. three screenshots all right do it we're, do no, it no no, no hit, hit no, me with it no no i want it listen <laughs> that's the best part the rest of it is not as good oh. uh trust me we're we're gonna we're gonna leave that one away uh uve gierkin makes another appearance Ooh, in today's book bu- uh, 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 statements from the bucket boy um i know right jerking gherkin yeah he, he definitely jerks it um Four years ago, every single one. Are you talking about the pikes here? True. Every single pike is worth it. Money does not make you happy. BH does. Interesting. Money take. does not make you happy. Yeah. BH does. Okay, mm-hmm. it's real talk. Yeah. Um. Thomas Shootbach says six years ago, Midnight Sun. Oh, wow. Excellent song. More I feel not even by a orgasmist. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, read, the, read the last sentence there. Okay. Midnight sun. Wow. Excellent song. More I feel not even by a orgasmist. 
All right, just the last like ten words, maybe. Okay. More I feel not even by a orgasmus. Oh my god! Do you have any Tylenol, dude? <laughs> no. Oh fuck! Aspirin. Uh, I, I have I in. Oh please! Yeah, <laughs> can, yeah. can I just do a line of that right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's oh do it. Oh my god! Ugh. Yeah. Just like I mean, we we just know we know he's coming. We know he's yeah, coming. Yeah. We've got, we're glad you came listening to Buckethead. That's tight. Yeah. Rock I mean, and roll. That, that's word salad in the way that like jello salad is salad. It's yes, not really yes. salad. Or potato it's, salad. Egg potato, salad. Potato either. salad rocks. What are you talking about? I'm not saying they don't rock. I'm saying they're, they're real not salad. salad. Those are real salads. How are they salad? A salad is just an assemblage of vegetables and things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had like a succotash, like a corn salad? Yeah. That's a salad. Sure. But not potato? But how is it not like a chutney or something? A, a chutney? Because a chutney is different. A chutney is like, you know, it's it's more like a jam type thing. Sometimes. I've had like fresh chutneys before, though, which are basically the same thing. Yeah, well, but they're not. That's that's a different region, man. Okay. okay. You, I mean, All if right. you want to get into chutney politics, we can do that. But that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole nother fucking bucket cast, Spencer. <laughs> uh, speaking of a whole nother fucking bucket cast, mm-hmm. YouTube user Alexander Mack presents us with the most cursed fucking take imaginable. Return of the Mac, baby. Yeah, Return of the Mac. Uh if only Axel took a page out of the Buckethead book when it comes to releasing albums. Oh, no. I know. Imagine 300 Axel Rose albums. Imagine mm. how many ballads we'd have to sit through. Jesus Christ. Fucking kill myself, dude. Fuck I mean, that. How, I mean, how many ways do you think he can rewrite, um, like, November Rain, Civil War, and Knocking on Heaven's Door? Knocking on Heaven's Dick, dude. I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck that. Mm. Fuck everything about that. Speaking about that, YouTube user Tico M says, Thank you, Buck. You saved my life. Hmm. How? <laughs> I don't know, but Buck saves his life. Cool. Yeah, we love it. Neat. We love it. Um, YouTube user With Hearts Towards None, mm. the name of a Megwa album. <laughs> oh, I was like, why do I hate that mm. so much? Yeah, name of a Megwa album. Is it Mogwai? <clears throat> no, Megwa. What are we? Oh, Meg. The black metal band. It's oh. spelled M G L A. Oh, never mind. I yeah, Megwa. Mogwai. No, no. Oh, I hate Mogwai. I don't know who Megwa yeah. is. They they say simply. Are, are they megalomaniacs? Uh, like the 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 uh, uh, uh the Incubus song, yes. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, with hearts towards none says, God peace. That's it. One word, God peace. Like mm. like a cod piece, but for God, I think, is what they're mm, saying. God peace or P-E-A-C-E? <coughs> no, no, no. P-I-E-C-E. Mm. That no. kind of piece. No. Yeah. No. I don't know, man. Pretty no. weird. Uh, YouTube, YouTube user Elf, Elfagus Sinushash. I'm not going to try to pronounce that anymore. Uh, three years ago with the wrongest take. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like shooting a man with a machine gun in an electric chair. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It's like double murder? Yeah, I double why. murder. I don't know. And this was uh, this was a comment on just like the song, uh, the first song from uh, Four Forms. Like yeah. that was like a solo YouTube post. Yeah. And the, this was a comment on that. And I was like, no, it's it's absolutely nothing like that. Huh. Um, wh- what? And that is a take. It, it is certainly a take. Speaking of a take, Giorgios Vita says six years ago, 
what the hell, man? What what the hell? That's out of this world. That's sick, yeah. I, I like that. That's <laughs> it's good commentary. That is, that is it's good. It's good commentary. It's fucking roasted like corn, dude. Yeah, it definitely roasted mm-hmm. like corn. Um, two years ago, Adam Eels with my favorite bucket cat bucket statement that I've seen probably maybe ever. Yeah, uh, honestly, like this is probably my favorite statement of all time. Um, the three B's to start the day. Yep. Breakfast, mm-hmm. bong hits, yes. bucket head. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck I, yeah. I, you know what? I want to make a fucking sticker of this comment, and we should sell it in our store. Yeah. Or or, or just one that says breakfast, bong <laughs> hits, bucket head. <laughs> it's so good. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah. There we go. We love it. Um, so, in these three records that we listened to this week, our friend... The the one and only Jordan Vine. He only made one appearance, only a single only comment. One? A single comment on oh. all of these. Well. But we gotta talk about it. I think we do. Master of the ship key, a bucket bot divine. It's time for Jordan Vine. Oh my god. <clears throat> Jordan Vine says four years ago. Hard rock at its very, 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 very best. Mm-hmm. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah, Jordan Vine. Hell yeah, Jordan Vine. We gotta love it, baby. We gotta love Jordan it. Vine. Jordan Vine. Okay. To close things off. Yeah. You're not allowed to play the song. Don't play the song. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, Are you sure? Yes. Yes. It's, it's funny because I edit it into every episode. No! <laughs> Please, no. I hate it. I hate the song. I hate the song so much. Stay! No! Uh, you just love this this segment about yourself. Uh, I, I love how tortured you are because of this song. <laughs> it sucks so much. Um... You know, you know my favorite thing about this uh-huh. is you actually believed me when I said I kept on making it longer and longer. It's always been the same length. It's so long. <laughs> I hate how long it is. It's terrible. What are we doing? What is this? All right. So I, I love. I also love how you complaining about it always takes longer than the song itself. <laughs> like by a, a, a factor of like five, it's like two and a half minutes. We're talking about how much we it. When we could have gotten it done in. Like seven, you know, seconds. you know why, but this this is good yeah. podcasting right here. Yeah, um, you're talking about <laughs> you hating my music project. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of hating your music project, yeah, well, <clears throat> you texted me September seventh, twenty eighteen, at twelve oh seven p.m. and said, "Quote: I'm writing a death metal song about my dad called Back in Flack." Parentheses. Where is your og now? Come over and lay down some riffs. <laughs> Where is your og now rules? <laughs> Where's your og now? That's so good. It's really good. <laughs> Where's your og now? God. Yeah. It's it's really good. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. It's really yeah. good. Um I enjoyed it. Hey, Spencer. Quite a bit. Yeah, what's that? What do you got to recommend this week? Oh my goodness, God. 
Wow. Um, why don't you go first? Okay. I got uh, two recommendations and a not-so-recommendation. So I watched okay. a couple feature films this week. Three feature films. Featured films? Yeah, Tell me about um, your feature films. First Brit. one I watched this week uh, was Possessor yeah. by Brandon Cronenberg, uh, the newest film from David Cronenberg's son, Brandon. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm usually not really about, you know, like Hollywood nepotism and stuff, but David Cronenberg, I wouldn't really consider him exactly part of the Hollywood system, given that, like, his stuff is super fucked up. and It's super fucking weird. Yeah. Um, dude, and, I watched fucking Existence the other day. Dude, you mean That extends? movie's weird as fuck. I'm pretty sure that's where they invented analingus. Yeah, that that was invented in that film. The definitely, yeah. Yeah, Analing, I, I, yeah you're actually so analingus <laughs> yeah. did not exist until yeah. 1999. Yeah, exactly. It was invented so, by David Cronenberg yeah. in the film Existence, yeah, which um, it it just shows. Up on that. Yeah, yeah, it shows. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like hole licking in that movie, mm. and it's really fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, like David Cronenberg is like great. It just like not just body horror, but like using, um, how do I put this? Like kind of like human-esque things and like some kind of like uncanny valley, uh, like could be human-ish forms and just making you super uncomfortable with them. Yeah. He's so good at that. Like the body horror of David Cronenberg is in my opinion, second to none. Um, with hearts toward second to none. Yeah. That's a joke for no one. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was great. Possessor by, uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, okay. Check that one out. Um, cool. Uh, I also watched uh, Halloween Kills, the newest oh, Halloween film nice. that I've been looking forward to. And that's my non-recommendation for this week because it wasn't very good. Bummer. Yeah. Um, it was It was like, and the thing is like, it was mostly kind of the same cast, still written and directed by uh, David Gordon Green and co-written by, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride. Thank you. Um, it just wasn't that good. It felt so much like a middle film. Damn, and like, I don't know. I felt they cheapened Michael Myers' characters in a few ways in the film. Not not a huge fan. I'll still watch the third one because I feel like they made this film specifically to set up for, like, something very intentional in the third one, but not great. I mean, better than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and better, I'd mm. say, ar around the same level of quality as the original Halloween 2, which wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, biggest movie recommendation this week is going to be the new Dune. Oh yeah, by, uh, by uh, Donny Villeneuve, um, who did. Yeah, that uh, actually has gone live on HBO as of yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, done by the director of Arrival, Blade Runner twenty ninety four, and Sicario. Uh, whole score is done by Hans Zimmer. Mm -hmm. um, it's great. It's really good. It's it's a, a faithful adaptation of the book. I think I'm going to get really stoned and watch that. That's tonight. exactly what I did. Yeah, and it, it fucking rocked. It's on my server. If you want to check it out, on there. oh, and I have HBO. Okay, so. killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. <clears throat> it's it's good. Yeah. I would recommend it. If you like Dune, you'll like it. Nice. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, it's better than David Lynch's Dune. Yeah, I love me some David Lynch, but Dune is not great. Yeah, but this Dune, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, good. pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. And then my final and biggest recommendation of the week is going to be an album. Oh, my God. Um, by the uh, Swedish melodic black metal band Wormwood. They, okay. They uh, released an album in late August called Archivet, and it is incredible. Uh, nice. The best way I can describe it is it sounds uh, like a much less 
atmospheric Kralis mm. with elements of the Dire Straits. Okay. Yeah. It's it's an interesting combination. Uh, a- actually, after we're done, I should show you uh, one song because it's it's so fucking cool, dude. I think Tight. I think you'd really dig it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what I got this week. What do you got? Hell yeah! All right, so I got a couple recommendations myself. Um, my first recommendation is an album mm-hmm. like yours. <clears throat> my God, my throat is like killing me. Um, it's all that sloppy toppy you've been given. That's true. Um. So my first recommendation is a record that came out on May 10th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's by a band called ATVM. Okay. And it's called Famine, Putrid, and Fucking Endless. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it's... ATVM, is that ass to vomit mouth? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, it's super sick. I think maybe it's pronounced Adam... Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I see. Like at, 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 oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm, I'm not sure exactly, okay, but, uh, yeah, this record is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, it's, it's another thing that, that sounds a little bit like a Kralis. The way okay. I described it to, uh, a friend of mine was like, it sounds like, uh, three, like a cross of like three inches of blood, hmm. Kralis and like decrepit birth. Interesting. It's like it's like a mix of like that stuff. That's that's a lot um, of different influences. Yeah, and it's fucking tight. Like their record is super cool. Like uh, their drummer's really good, and their bass player plays fretless bass. And so Ooh, there's a lot of like we we love. Like, there's a lot of that kind of. That's my shit. favorite thing in metal. Yeah, it's really tight. Like, um, I I automatically like your metal band if you have a good. Uh, fretless bass player. Yeah, so like I would actually specifically rec- recommend this album to you. You'll, yeah. I think you would enjoy it. I mm-hmm. would recommend that. Um, that that record's really really cool. Uh, I recommend that. Um, so oh, yeah. super tight. I also recommend the 1990 film, or sorry, 1994 film, The River Wild. Okay. Um, I watched it recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a film I had watched as a kid. It was one of the films that we like rented from the grocery store and watched on VHS. You know, yeah. back in the day. Um, it is a 1994 action adventure film starring Meryl Streep. Ooh, I like a and uh, Kevin Bacon. Ooh, nice, love a bacon. Uh, yeah, and and John C. Riley actually. You know, actually, Kevin is the only bacon boy I respect. <laughs> All you other cops can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Big agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. John C. Riley is one of the main antagonists in the film. I mean, John, as well. John C. Riley has been in some seriously good stuff. It's wild. It was weird seeing him as just like an actor. Yeah, he's I mean, just like, he's not being funny in this no, film. Yeah, like um, uh, he's amazing in Magnolia, the Paul Thomas Anderson film. Mm. Like, and he's super serious. He plays like a depressed cop. Damn, so good. Yeah. Anyways, the River Wild. If you've never seen it, it's about like a family that's like going down a uh, a river on mm-hmm. this like family trip, because uh, the the wife, the mother figure in the family, she used to do like white ra- whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. She used to be a whitewater rafting guide. Oh, and she, okay. They're going down a river that she's very familiar with and like mm-hmm. hasn't been to in a long time and whatnot. They're doing it. And then and they run into Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley, who it's are. A, it's a rafting thriller? It's a rafting thriller. Oh, that's a, you, I'm sold on that. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's like Die Hard on a raft, yeah, basically. I mean, like, they don't do raft. Like, the only other rafting thriller I can even think of is uh, fucking uh, Deliverance. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> is much, much more rafting focused. And, Excellent. like, so things about the film that are legitimately cool mm-hmm. is that, like, it's beautiful. Like, it's shot, like, on a river and, like, they do all of the rafting stuff. So, like, everything, the, it, none of it is fake. Like, all of mm-hmm. the, like, 
rafting stuff is all like real people. You can see them doing it. Yeah. It's really impressive, like the way it's filmed. It's really pretty, mm-hmm. and it's like a fun and engaging story. Like I actually legitimately liked the film. It's I think really good. It's it's there. It's very emblematic of like like early to mid nineties action films. Love it's like that. where like everything is kind of influenced by things like extreme sports extreme sports and like uh and die hard mm-hmm. like die hard no. the die hard energy is like in, in everything this movie's a little more like sappy and like kind of a little more sappy a little more family than something like a die hard but it's a uh, it's pretty darn good and it's, it's a rafting thriller and you don't get those too often so yeah listen to that atvm band watch uh the river wild it's, it's dumb in 90s hell yeah the kid from jurassic park is in it which and he's kid? like the, uh, the the young kid. Okay, yeah. And the, the first Jurassic Park, and he's like the same age. They must have filmed those that shit like back to back, or maybe he never ages. <clears throat> maybe, yeah. But I mean, this was right around that time. Jurassic Park came out in '93. This would be '94. So fair. He's yeah. a little piece of shit though. He sucks, but he he wears a ministry hat That's in the film, sick as fuck. which is sick as fuck. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck? He's wearing a ministry hat? That's, That's tight." Dope, yeah, yeah uh, so that was pretty pretty rad. Tell yeah. Um, that's what I got to recommend. Cool. I think it's time for my favorite segment of the Here show, though. Here we go. All right. You want to go first today or should I? Uh, I'll go first because yours are going to be better than mine. All right. Go for it. Okay. I, again, forgot to write these, so I wrote these all in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how well they do. You hear about QAnon? The uh, the conspiracy theory that the world is being run by a cabal of satanic pedophiles? You hear about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about satanic pedophiles ruling the world, but there might be a few of them that are pretty popular in your local black metal scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There, there really are. Yes. <laughs> hey, I know. That's actually true. Report them if you find them. Uh, yeah, yeah, do that. Hey, I, uh, I, I built a sex robot to jerk off Trent Reser. You know what I called it? What's that? A pretty bait machine. <laughs> I, uh, I built a sex robot to jerk off Judas Priest. You know what I called it? Um, what's that? Turbo Sucker. Okay. I mean, you could just call it Turbo Lover. <laughs> well, I know. That would probably make more sense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I built a sex robot to jerk off Metallica. You know what I called it? Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses, anesthesia, pulling off. <laughs> <laughs> I built a sex robot to jerk off Megadeth. You know what I called it? Uh, what's up? David Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming bullets. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is uh? What is what is Star Trek Captain Benjamin Sisko call his penis? <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, at first it was Deep Space Nine, but he discovered he was bigger, so now he goes by Ben Ten. <laughs> uh, wow. What do Ted Nugent and Steven Tyler have in common? Oh. Uh, well, both of them convinced the, <laughs> the parents of underage girls to sign over legal guardianship to them so uh, they could traffic them as sex slaves on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the, what's the difference between Ted Nugent and Steven Tyler? <laughs> well, well, Steven Tyler forced his check si- uh, child sex slave to have an abortion. Uh. 
What kind of drugs does Steven Tyler take when he parties? <laughs> oh, no. His incontinence medication. <laughs> What's black, white, and red all over? Uh, I don't know. A juggalo when his juggalette is menstruating. <laughs> Damn. What else is black, white, and red all over? I don't know. Gene Simmons, after a groupie, says no. Oh, Oh no. Um so this oh, week no. this week I uh got into some crypto stuff and before I came here I made uh three new NFTs. Nice fudgy turds that is. <laughs> Pretty good. What's the difference between members of Nambla and members of Mensa? Oh well Nambla members have sex. <laughs> oh fuck. That's so bad. That's really good. That's a good one. What's the difference between Ellen DeGeneres and a pineapple? Oh, I don't know. Well, a pineapple is a fruit I can watch for five minutes without wanting to put a gun in my mouth. Oh, shit. Uh, What's the difference between a glory hole and the oval? No, I don't like that one. Uh, (laughs) uh, What do a baby shower registry and a sex offender registry have in common? (laughs) I don't know. Tell me. Tickle Me Elmo is on both of them. (laughs) It's pretty good. Uh, why does SpongeBob live in Bikini Bottom? Oh, he like he loves that pussy. Well, that's just his nickname for Patrick Starfish. <laughs> um, did you hear Brian Mantia started a folk punk band? Oh no! Yeah, he's calling it Stinky in the Brain. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. What do Mick Jagger and McDonald's have in common? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, both of them have gone down a whole lot of teenagers' throats. Oh no! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna end on this one. Um, what did? Uh, how did Gandalf keep the crust punks out of his house? <laughs> I don't know. You shall not crass. Fucking joke. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's wow, we, we made it to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. We did, uh, although we do we have some uh, messages we haven't listened to yet. Oh right, yeah. Maybe we, we should uh, maybe we should do those. Okay, listen to some 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 people talking to us. Here we go. We have several messages from our friend here. Let's listen to him. Hello. Hi Cody. Hi Cody. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hello, fellow bucket gummers. <laughs> it's Conan. <laughs> I didn't mean to call Dude. you guys for ages so I could finally bother someone else. Okay, let me just tell you three things. One, I propose a no sleep just pikes challenge i've sort of tried it myself i got by on maybe three hours of sleep uh for six days in a row like three hours of sleep each day fantastic you just have to buy that discography freaking marvelous fucking marvelous seriously now the next thing my gargoyle 
I'm waiting for that to arrive. So I'm just going to oh. ramble some more until mm-hmm. it comes. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. How much time do we have to this thing, yeah. Chuck? Aw, thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, that's it. I wanted to tell you guys, I'm very proud of you. You know what? I was listening to an episode, okay, and you guys, let me tell you, you said something that was like, you wouldn't even want Buckethead, you know, it's not about that Uh thing to come on your show. You just, at this point, just want to thank him and have people know about his music. And I just thought, you know what, that's the Buckethead community difference, and I'm proud (laughs) of you guys. That is just so much love. So, well done, number one. And I think that's what we all should be doing. It's just very much so. So the no sleep pipes. How do you feel about that? Uh, For six days. Yeah, Yeah, that's for six days. That's uh, a little. That's difficult. Mm. That's that's approaching the levels of like cool Reddit posts. Yeah, now, for for me at least, you guys like, try my mental sleep, health just and my yourself. sleep are like and very directly tied. Tell me about it until the next time and I need like, to ramble. To the to the point where like uh, have a good if day, I'm guys. sleep deprived, I actually start having auditory hallucinations, mm-hmm. which is really concerning when you like hear something and you're alone. You know? Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um. So. Unfortunately, I can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I could, but it would uh, um, uh, put people at risk who aren't just me, probably. <laughs> so, eh. <laughs> great idea. If you can do that, do that. You know, that's fun. Um, that is fun. Hell yeah. So, uh, Cody left us another message, like about twenty minutes after that first message. Do we want to just do that next week, or? Sure. We'll yeah, yeah. Let's one. save it for next Thank week. Thank you for leaving us so many messages. We appreciate it. Yeah, if you would like to leave us a message, you can give us a a, 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 a phone call, if you would like to, at the phone number 425-310-2416. That's 425-310-2416. 2416. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks. Uh, and if you want to follow us on uh, the internet, follow me at New Metal Crowd Society or Spencer.Zone. Follow me at Dog Vorbis or hit us up on uh, at Bucket or at a Bucket Cast on socials, and uh, I will respond to you uh, very, very soon. Uh, even if you say some dumb bullshit and I get in a flame war with you like this dumb asshole from earlier today. Yep. Yep. I'll definitely argue with you online if you have a dumb opinion. Well, anyways, this has been Spencer. This has been Britain. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. And namaste.